It is said that the one who wields the number one headband is the fiercest fighter in the world and shall possess godlike powers. Oh, you didn't know? Afro Samurai is up next on the Anime Aspect, Episode 15. In a world wrought with devastation, two unite into one to form a superior combination. One white, one black. This is their story of the Anime Aspect. Welcome back, everybody, to the Anime Aspect. This is episode 15. We're going to be talking about Afro Samurai. Yep. Or in Japanese, Afro Samurai. What he said. Exactly. <laughs> and I am your ambassador of anime in America, the Matt Swagger. With me, as always, my faithful companion, the one and only, the greatest, Brave Dave. Not enough good things were being said about me. But anyway, um, let's just continue on with the show. Oh, my God. I'm always a fan where we could talk about a black protagonist. <laughs> yes. We are the nation of domination. So, Afro Samurai, baby. Yes. This is a game changer, in my opinion, when I first seen it. Heavily inspired by hip-hop futuristic technology and and fuel japan it's a great hybrid of everything not to mention soundtrack by the rizza the rizza wu-tang in the building man let's do this damn wu-tang it's just a story of redemption and revenge with fantastic artwork yeah over the top crazy weird oh yeah artwork and it was just like mind-blowing at the time so you really didn't see shit like this and it was so cool to see something modernized, but still old in a way. It, that's why I mentioned the hybrid. Is you got ninjas and samurai with cell phones and right. with binoculars, with fucking shit like you see now. It's what? Well, to be honest, um, I think Afro Samurai debuted, what, like around 2006? 2007. It had a short run, yeah. January 24th of 07 to February 1st of 07. It ran... It, it was on Spike. See, yeah, Spike. See, I remember that. So I remember all the marketing, you know, Samuel Jackson and oh, yeah. know, the RZA, all executive that executive producer stuff. on it too, right? So, um, and that was a very interesting thing because we didn't see anything like that prior to that. Probably the closest, probably the closest thing would be the Boondocks, in yeah. terms of okay, this is an anime with a black protagonist. Um, now. The Boondocks wasn't like a true 100% anime, but in terms of the aesthetic design by the great LaShawn Thomas, that was definitely influenced by anime. Oh, most definitely. Definitely. Uh, we all can agree with that. And then, But I think Afro Samurai was like, okay, you clearly just jumped straight into the pool. It was like, this is so yeah, cool This shit. is great that a Japanese animator that loves hip hop, that loves that way of life, the music. Yes just brought it into an anime about samurai ninja and so takashi okazaki yeah that guy what i did did a great job he did real good job um i mean all right so i'll be honest with you so after all the marketing from spike tv 
Uh, you know, we saw the posters on the train and, and billboards, all that cool stuff, all that jazz, commercials. Uh, I saw the first couple episodes of uh, Afro Samurai back in 2007. I didn't really like it. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> this looks like some kind of desolate future or 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 some shit. And there's all this technology. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really just didn't connect with it. It wasn't until a few years later, a cousin of mine, Captain Quagmire, that's his street name. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Quag. What up, Quag? He had like the box set. The yeah. So I decided to borrow it for some odd reason. And I watched it all the way through and I was just like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really dug it. Yeah. So um, that was the last time I watched it until, you know, we decided we were going to do a review for the show. So I got to watch it all over again. And still holds up. Yeah. You know, animation is really tight. <laughs> the The draftsmanship is really good. Um, the uh, They had some really good designers on that project. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is is is, is dope. Yeah. You know, well, what do you expect from RZA, man? From the RZA. Um, really good, clear, and concise story. It wasn't too heavy-handed. It wasn't confusing. It didn't go all over the place. It was a revenge story. Oh, yeah. You know, episode one, we see what happens to Afro's father. Yeah, Afro father, Rukul Taro. In the, in the beginning, like within the first five minutes, like it's already established. Okay. He got killed by, that was like the number two, right? Yeah, Justice. Right. And by episode two, we start going into the backstory of Afro Samurai. Yeah. Um, what exactly happened to him after the death, the slaying of his father? Yeah, that was and, graphic. Right. It was. That was some bloody shit. Yeah, his head just was flying in the air, landed. Right. Guy grabbed it, yanked off the number one headband, right. threw the head at Afro, which was a little kid crying, watching his father get killed right in front of him. That's got to be very traumatic, traumatizing, and, it, and fucks up your head. It has to. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of followed, to me, it was somewhat reminiscent of ninja scroll i'm not saying it's the same but in terms of when you look at the you know there's some nudity the uh the the overflowing of blood yeah you know the the language you, you, you know what i mean like um this all right so if you're a fan i guess if you're like one of those people that you kind of grew up being a fan of, of, of movies like ninja scroll you probably really appreciated afro samurai yeah, with with me just seeing Ninja Ninja Scroll for the first time two weeks ago, um, and and then rewatching Afro Samurai, I was like, man, this is some hardcore shit, you know. And I really dug that. Um, yeah, I love the the over exaggeration of the hair just keeps going and flowing, and yeah. the headband seems to go on forever. Right, and it just. Things that would not really happen, but just cool because this is yeah, supposed to be a heightened reality. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. It's it's things that you don't really see in anime, and they just did it so well in this production. Right. And yeah, I seen it in English. I watched a little bit in Japanese. Yeah, so it's great to hear Samuel L. Jackson voicing Afro and just giving his fucking swagger right. into the role. And you get very familiar and accustomed with it because everyone knows who Sam Jackson is, man. Yeah. And he plays two characters. Yeah. He plays Ninja Ninja. Yeah. You know, and I remember watching when I first 
really watched uh, the show, I was like, that has to be like, like his imagination. Like he's smoking some weed, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like, he is smoking because like <laughs> no one ever else, no no one else ever acknowledges that character. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I'm like, that has to just be his imagination, just kind of fucking with him. Probably mind playing tricks on. Him. Well, he's got a fucked up childhood. Yeah, and smoking that weed ain't helping. Yeah, but he grew up to be a master swordsman, number two, and he's making his way to seek vengeance and redemption for his father being murdered by now number one justice so it was very short it was only five episodes and first one aptly titled revenge and in japan number two second episode titled the dream reader third episode the empty seven clan which sounds like something out of the wu-tang album yeah Number four is Duel and Five Justice because that's where he gets his revenge on Justice. And I just love that. It's a play on words having that guy's name is Justice. And he got his in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and sure Afro takes his headband, becomes number one, and just goes to reconcile his friendship with Gino, his childhood friend, and battle him. But it, yeah, it's a very short anime. The manga. They redid the manga in America, right? And so I didn't put it know. In and- yeah, so I didn't know there was a there was a manga. Yes, yeah. you know, we and we talked this talked about this before, like people being inspired by different things. So, you know, the culture of hip hop inspired him to create this character, which is really cool. Yeah, that it gave him the inspiration to be creative and original, which is great and something you don't really see nowadays, where someone can take influences from a culture and make up a completely brand new character that happens to be of black descent. And this is in Japan. Japan Japan can do it and did it well, did it originally and creatively. Here in America, not so much the same. And that's the problem that we have. This problem that's going on with our major comic book companies, the two big, DC and Marvel, they either take characters, swap them out, and make them black or LGBT just to fit the PC right now that's going on well, instead of coming up with something original. Like what you're what, what you're saying is they're just they're just trying to meet a quota almost. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. all right, we. So we can go to the media and say, hey, we have this many black characters. We have this many gay characters. Yeah, so don't get off our back. Here you have someone that wasn't thinking about those things at all, was just thinking about his love for hip-hop and his love for American culture in general that led him to create create a unique character that happens to be black with an afro that smokes weed, kills people with curses. It's fucking fantastic. My hero. Right? It's great how you have an anime that incorporates American music and culture into it. And that's what he appreciated about our end of the hemisphere. And we appreciate here what they're doing in their end of the hemisphere. So it's a great give and take with Afro Samurai. And... I really, I really have no complaints about it. It's just something very weird. Yeah. And it was just 
over the top with the action, but the animation was just so crisp and good. It's like you really just fell in love with it. Also, had a very unique palette. Um, you don't see, and what I mean by palette, like just the color grading of of the film. Um, you don't really see too many animations, um, American or Japanese, that that look that way. No, you know? um, it had like this. I'm not much of a color guy, but um, it looks like it just had like a combination of different type of colors that, and they try to really create something unique, like. Aesthetically, you know, it had a very unique look. It didn't look like really anything else. No, I like it. I liked how everything was rugged. Right. I love how the clothes looked. It just looked like it was meant to be in feudal Japan, but with futuristic elements. Right, like cell phones. And, yeah, it was and, an amalgam of yeah. everything that I guess this guy was intrigued by and figured, let me just add everything in here. Let me yeah. just put a guy that has, wears a bear fucking mask let me put this. Let me put that in here, and it worked. Yeah, that was some trippy shit. Yeah, like, it's, when the it's dude like showed up with the <laughs> with the bear uh, helmet. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" A lot of people would would say online, and wow, this is like really trippy. I w- I should have watched this while high. It probably would have been better, but it that's that's probably what the creator was going for because this is someone that smokes pot, that kills, fights, and. Obviously, he has some kind of a hallucination going on, so he wants that to be felt by the viewers at home. Right. So, hey, it it worked, and it led to a sequel because it was heavily demanded. Afro Samurai Resurrection, which premiered on Spike January twenty fifth, two thousand nine, and it was so well received. So well received that it was actually nominated for an Emmy in the Outstanding Animated Program category. Like, wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize there was a sequel of the series. Yeah, I'd never seen the sequel. And I think maybe we should just to, for our own thing. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it again. But I think it's something that would definitely need to be watched, especially if it, it was nominated for an Emmy. Like, when you really hear an anime nominated for an Emmy, it's like incredible. Yeah. So, hats off to Samuel because he was executive producer, and I believe he was, I don't know if he was executive producer for the sequel, but he did an amazing job, and he helped bring Afro Samurai to the pedestal where it belongs. Right. It was really good. Really, really good. Okay? And... If you haven't seen that, it's like we tell you everything that we've seen and how we feel about it. Like, if you like, like, weird shit, if you're a fan of the Sci-Fi Channel and you love anime, this is right up your alley. You just got a lot of crazy shit just going on, but with a lot of action and sword fighting. It's fucking great. It's really a lot of things just embodied into one show even though it's only five episodes. So definitely you can fit that into your quota and knock it off in a good setting. I really dug it, and I, I'm i definitely going to go and watch the sequel. I'm really intrigued because when reviewing everything, getting ready for the episode and doing a little research, I'm like, oh, shit, Resurrection, nominated for an Emmy? Damn. I was like, since we're on this trend again of classic anime, yeah. Classic films. 
It's also the third. This is the third samurai film we watch in a row, right? Yeah. So, two weeks ago it was uh, Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll. Then yeah. We watched uh, Roroni Kenshin. Yeah. Trust and Betrayal. That was last week. Yeah. Now, you know, Afro Samurai. So. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, you know, samurai. It's a lot uh, of samurai, and, and I think this is going to conclude that samurai trend. Yeah. And we need to watch something else. Something. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. We need a one eighty. You need to see something totally on the opposite scope of what we've been doing right now. Right. Something that's going to shake shit up. Something that you guys are going to enjoy listening and hearing about. So, just a note about uh, Takashi Okazaki. Um, apparently, you know, he started drawing you know a lot of the African American characters on like Kleenex boxes and things like that when he was like a teenager. Damn, because um, he was like inspired by hip hop and like soul music. You know, so obviously. You know, uh, black culture was something that he embraced, and you can kind of see that in the DNA of Afro Samurai. Oh yeah, when you're when you're acquiring the services of like the RZA to do the soundtrack yeah. or your anime, it has to like, be up to the level, right? And 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 it's clear that you appreciate that culture. Like you know that Afro is African American. Right. You know, it's not some ambiguous character. Wait, is he white? Is he Japanese? Is he Asian? No, it's clearly, even in the title, Afro Samurai, this is about a black man. And that's that was huge, huge for Japan, huge for anime. And it was a really great anime because of that, because of the artwork, because of the soundtrack. It was just epic on all parts. And too bad it was so short, but I guess that's all it really needed. And then, yeah, we got the, the sequel. Some crazy shit happens with that. And from what I've read, and it seems pretty interesting. I would like to see it because of that. Um, but yeah, it's. What can you say about the cast alone? Samuel L. Jackson. The soundtrack, the RZA, Wu Tang—it's that's how major this was at the time that it brought in the community because it was represented so well, and it just makes you bring to mind of Luke Cage with Netflix and Marvel, how something is represented extremely well and extremely executed to perfection, and this is the anime form, and I really appreciate that. I mean the um. The Afro Samurai project, you know, was pretty big for a while because I remember when, when there were a lot of rumors of them wanting to do like the live action version. Yeah, and, man, that'd be sick. And uh, and this was, you know, I'm not sure if that is still be considered because that was a while ago. Yeah. And I remember when it was first announced, I'm like, well, is is Sam Jackson going to play the role? Because that was already in the 60s. Yeah, you like, got the voice and he's voicing Afro. But I don't think it would work in terms, yes, his age, he's a little advanced in years. Right. I don't think he'll be that agile. No, definitely not. And then, yeah, you're going to incorporate a stunt double, and it's just going to look off. You don't want to compromise the integrity of the film because right. of the star power and the draw that Sam will bring to it. Right. You can always just dub his voice in with another actor. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I, would, I wouldn't even do that. It would kind of make it have a little more like a foreign film type of well, feel. He, he, well, if you think about it, like you could still have Sam if they were to do a live action version, you could still have Sam Jackson play Ninja Ninja. 
Okay. Right? In a live action version. Sure, because he just sits there and smokes pot. Right, exactly. And he'll nail that because if you think about it, as a voice actor for the series, that's when he's really in use. You know, Afro Samurai himself, that really doesn't say much. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like, he kind of plays the role of of Clint Eastwood in his old westerns, like the man with no name almost. Like, there's not a lot being said. Um, So you can get like, uh, a Chadwick Boseman to be your Afro Samurai. Hmm. You know, we all know Chadwick from movies like, you know, playing Black Panther in, in uh, Captain America Civil War. Uh, he played, you know, James Brown in the biopic. He also played Jackie Robinson in the movie 52. Like, you, yeah, you could get a guy like that to be Afro Samurai and still have Sam Jackson included as Ninja Ninja. That'd be cool. Um, that would be dope, actually. Because there is no way Sam Jackson's gonna play a convincing samurai. No way. Get the fuck out of here. No way. He could play. You'll see that. He could play a mile away. He could play his dad, and you see him get his head chopped off. (laughs) Well, see, that would be cool, actually. Yeah, it would. That would work. (laughs) You know. Um, And then he can take up Ninja Ninja, and then there you go. Right. Yeah, and I'll be satisfied with that. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, now there was. Now they have to do it because we talked about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. And we get credit. Oh, I want the credit. Yeah, Brave Dave. It's all the credit. I'm petty, motherfucker. Like, I want the credit. Uh, yes. <laughs> there was also, um, <laughs> I never played it, but uh, there was also a video game for Afro Samurai. I know, I saw that. Um, was that by Gonzo? It might have. Well, yeah, because, um, yeah. let me see. No, um, Namco. Yeah? All right. Yeah, Gonzo was the uh, production company for the for the anime. There you go. I, I got it yeah. confused. So, you know, that was, like, on the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, like, what, 2009? See, I, I don't remember ever playing it, but I do remember, like, you yeah, know, a lot I of the commercials for it. I see. I didn't play it. Yeah, I seen yeah. it. And I, from what I've heard, like, the game was decent. It wasn't anything special. Um, so, it did seem like, at a time, like, they were really trying to, I guess, what, push the brand. Yeah, franchising yeah. and marketing. Yeah. yeah, try to squeeze it for all it's worth. Sure. Yeah. That's what it's all about, making that dollar bill. It's a character that's capable of having that push. Like, because again, you don't have too many characters of African American descent. Like, it it can it can work in a live action movie. It can work if, in a video game if it's done correctly. Yeah, it can work as a action figure. You know, depending on again, it all depends on who's putting these things out. Are they doing it with care, or are they just trying to do it to just make, make a quick money. buck? Yeah. Like. I'm one of those people, and and Matt, I think you're one of those people too. That I see a cash grab from a mile away. Oh yeah, you know, and a lot of the stuff that we see nowadays, everything's like a major cash grab. You everything know? you go walk in Toys R Us in any toy store, where you see these fucking Batman, Superman action figures, they don't they're not like what we had when we grew up. Yeah. They're like these poorly painted, poorly designed pieces of shit that they put in a fucking box, and they just put a logo on it and a price because they just want money. They right. make it colorful so kids see it and want it. And then the parents are stuck having to take it and buy it. And it's complete garbage. It has no detail. It has no love put into it whatsoever. And definitely, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And companies like sideshow that make really realistic and great action figures and statues. Yeah. That's something that's definitely worth the price because it looks exactly 
like the character that they're depicting in right. the statue or action figure. Yeah. So if if they did an Afro samurai one, that would be amazing because you'd see every detail with the Afro going up in the air, the headbands, and that would really be an awesome thing to add to your collection if one such exists. Let's get a Afro samurai, a bottle of so glow. Shit, awesome. man. It's just such an awesome design. He's without him even doing anything, just standing there. The aesthetic of him, With the wind blowing and everything. Yeah, it's just cool. it's really cool. And do you think that uh, here's an important question after you? Do you think this is a character that people have pretty much forgotten about? I would say, yeah. Unfortunately, yes. I you mean, really haven't heard anything. It's like yeah. we're almost in 2017. So it's been so yeah. So in a few months, it's going to make what 10 years since the property was first released. Um, yeah, January twenty fourth. Yep. So you're closely approaching that ten yeah. year mark, and really you don't hear anything about Afro anymore. And it was like all the rage when it came out, and that's disappointing that right. it just fizzled out like that. Well, it's not the show's fault. It's just such a short run, right? I mean, and yeah, all we had was the the sequel in two thousand nine. For something to be remembered and stuck in your head, it has to be just a little longer than five episodes. So do you think this is something that should have been made as an ongoing series? I would have loved it if it was an ongoing series. And I was just going to talk about they should really bring it back, call it uh, Afro Samurai Rebirth or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Bring I mean, it back. They're bringing, they're bringing everything back anyway. So. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. Do a retelling of the story and just continue his journey. Have I don't think do it needs to be retold. Else. I would like to see a continuation. Just, just a continuation? Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. We have to see what really happens in Resurrection, and then we can get a feel, okay, what direction that they need to go if they decide to come back and do an ongoing. We can put our two cents in at that time. But definitely, I think that even now, he would still be relevant if brought back and people would embrace him again. Right. Especially if Sam got back on the project and we get some more cool music. And, you know, things have changed. Ten years, technology is way better. You probably can make things a lot easier now. Right. But one critique that you and I have, have talked about repeatedly is that, you know, things look so clean and polished now. And, you know, I kind of hope, like, the show would remain with that same kind of aesthetic. Um, again, I'm just looking for a continuation of, of, of an already great story. Yeah, that's the only way I think it would work if it maintains its integrity of the art style right. and the detail. So again, now being approaching 10 years, we got a lot more channels that can host such a violent, glory, realistic telling. And we have Toonami, of course. I've seen shit on sci-fi that don't belong, but I think <laughs> this would work on sci-fi channel. Well, I mean, I rewatched this on Hulu. So, um, I wouldn't mind this being like a Hulu exclusive, hmm. you know? I mean, and, and the benefit that, that a Hulu or Netflix would have is that it would, it could be, you know, rated R content. It wouldn't have to be like, all right, you put it on fucking sci-fi channel or tsunami. All of a sudden you can only show a certain amount of blood, mm. can't show no tits. And oh, you know, no. these yeah. things made the series great for me. Oh um, yeah. We need the tits. 
Definitely. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that, having it online. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we live in a different world now from 10 years ago, and we have all these various platforms that that can curate this type of content, you know. Um, and get it to us that much quicker because then you could stream all the episodes at once and right. not have to wait every fucking week or whenever it's going to come out. Right. And if the network's bitching about this and that, yeah, it's online. It's completely rated R. There's no censorship whatsoever because you're paying to right. receive the content. So, yeah, I think that's an excellent idea. That, that'll help with production. That'll help with the budget to keep the integrity of the artwork in place right. and have a great next telling of the second or third chapter. Yeah. Even if they just did, like, release, like, six, seven-episode arcs a season. Yeah. Because – and the premise of the continuation could be, you know, people are still trying to go for that number one spot. And you can even go to the journey of those other characters that would be looking to go after him. So it doesn't always have to be in just Afro Samurai's perspective. Yeah. It could be many different perspectives. But you see in, this, in the, the series that there happens to be an, a number of headbands with many numbers. And it's just not the number one and number two. Right. And the thing is, if you're number one... Only number two can challenge you. So you don't have to worry about all the fucking people ganging up on you and right. doing all that shit. When you're number two, anybody can challenge you. So right. think how it was for Afro coming up, having to worry about all these motherfuckers coming after him because he's number two. And he's just got one straight fucking yeah. vendetta going that he needs to get to justice because he's number one. Right. He needs to kill him, get revenge for his pops, get the headband, and walk off into the sunset. Right. And... Just seeing that there's a whole plethora of headbands and stuff like that. You could even circle the series around that and having them trying to get to the level of two so they can right. challenge Afro because they can't yeah. touch Afro well, unless I mean, they're number two. But here's the thing, too. What makes stories interesting is that you always have the guy who's trying to break the ranks, go against tradition. You can have a guy who's like, you know, number 10. He's like, fuck that. I'm going after number one. That'd be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's <laughs> different stories that you can tell, and not every episode has to necessarily be about someone going after the headband. It could just be a side story. Well, and yeah. what's good about the world that they created is like you can literally do anything. There's, it's it's like this highway to like endless possibilities. Yeah, you can because this world is like an amalgamation, right? Of, yeah, of the past, the present, and the future. You definitely can do like Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex. Every episode could be its own standalone story. But it could still be continuing. It could still be flowing in the same line. It doesn't have to be non-canon every episode. So one episode, yeah, you got someone trying to break the ranks. Another episode, you see Afro doing something, going on some mission or whatever he's been doing. If he wants to sit down, smoke his joint, whatever it may be. Yeah, there's endless possibilities to bring back this character, bring back the show, and just circle it around other characters, make new characters, and just change the the theme. Do away with the headbands. Say, oh man, the headbands don't mean shit no more. You know, we're just going to fuck you up because you're the strongest, regardless of wearing that headband or not. We just want to fucking have your head on our mantle. Right. And then it could just be like a whole fucking coup d'etat. Everybody's just going after him. Everyone banding together just to kill him. Yeah, that could a be a great of, story. Yeah. 
No, you're right. There's a lot of possibilities with the story. Um, I do think eventually that we're going to hear something about them trying to resurrect that character. I'm pretty sure. They might I might call it Afro Samurai Resurrection Part Two. But do do they should go with the rebirth or call it a rehash? Yeah. <laughs> Afro Samurai Reloaded. Reloaded. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Afro Samurai Blunt. <laughs> blunt. <laughs> the Blunt Wars. The Blunt Wars. There you go. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some cool shit you could do with it, man. Like, uh, there's some cool shit. Absolutely. You know? He's a character that would really stand out to people now, especially in these times of all this bullshit that's going on. We really would need a character like Afro because we got Luke Cage again, a proper role model being well received, being well executed on Netflix and Marvel. Outstanding job. And to resurface Afro right now, showing that, yeah, this is original character created by someone that loves the culture, the music, and let's all share in this and talk about shit that we love. And I'm telling you, it's going to, it'll do well, especially right now. It would just help having people come together, watching something that means something to them, like we talked about in the last episode. It's going to make a lot of peace, I'm telling you. All this bullshit with the news, all this shit that goes on, trying to make people go after each other, its it's got to stop. So we're all people in the end. We're all the same. We all have blood. We all share the same planet. Let's share in things that we love instead of hearing about things that people hate. And bring back this character, I think will help with that. I hate everyone equally. I'm very fair. You're not helping. (laughs) You ain't helping, brother. (laughs) I want chaos in Discord. Oh, no, Discord. Save Discord for My Little Pony. (laughs) Dude, My Little Pony is so fucking huge. It is. It's huge. It's huge. It has such a good following. And, um. Yup. Miss Tara Strong, Twilight Sparkle, right there. It's crazy, man. The books are doing very well. Um, yeah, and I just love that, you know, this is not anime, but I just love that there's books for kids again. Yeah, it's great. You know, like we, uh, the industry, the comic book industry spent so many years getting away from the kids. And I've always thought that was bullshit, right? Yeah, because that's, like, that's your biggest fucking marketing right, right there. They, they're going to fucking want that shit. The parents are going to like, all right. Dude, that's how it works. Between between uh, My Little Pony, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. these books do very well with kids. And I think it's great. Yeah. Like this is what I want to see with the industry. Like you know, the show it, it's good stories with slice of life storylines. Yeah. And you have the kids involved. And that's what's about. They, te- like, they teach you good values. And you know, flipping through the TV, you happen to catch it on Discovery Family. It's it's a cool show. I pay attention to it sometimes because Tara Strong, I'm a big fan of Tara. She is the master of voices. She has voiced every character that you love, and I'm sure of it. If you don't know who she is, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go look her up, and you'll see that she does a plethora of voices, including Raven from Teen Titans. Again, Twilight Sparkle, My Little Pony. She was Ben 10. She played Harley Quinn. 
She played Batgirl, and the list goes on and on. And guess what? Makes it all relevant. She was she voiced a character in Afro Samurai Resurrection. So, oh man, if you think we're just talking, doesn't mean nothing. There you go. You just been schooled. Tara Strong, look her up. She is the queen of voices, and deservedly so. She deserves all the fame and all the acclaim. Because she is that damn good. And she is gorgeous. Oh my god. She played Harley Quinn better than Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Ah man. If you've seen her cosplay at San Diego Comic Con. (laughs) I believe we have a picture of that. On our Instagram. At the Rogues Gallery. Yeah. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Afro Samurai baby. It was a hell of a run. Short-lived, but we do smell something cooking for the future, I'm sure. I see it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Because, it, you know, if you look at the way the industry, man, they're it, just rebooting everything. It's just like with fucking cars. They dis- they get discontinued. They're gone for a couple of years. They get toiled with, tinkered with, and they come back, remodel, and all that fucking gimmick and all the bullshit that goes on to promote it. You're going to see that with this character. You're going to see it. It's going to come back. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. And hopefully it has a longer run than its previous run. Any final thoughts on our puffy head friend? Loved it. Going to continue loving it. I want to see an anime kind of like, I would say like, uh, remember the Mr. T cartoon from the 80s? Oh, shit, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if they just made like that into an anime? That'd be sick. That'd be some badass shit. Like, I he, want them to create something like that. He has to do the voice, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I pity the fool who wants to fuck with me with samurai swords. My mama. My whole Hall of Fame speech at the WWE was about my mama. 15 minutes of me talking about my mama. Dude, was that shit crazy? That was the craziest shit ever. And, and, and treat your mama right. And always treat your mama right. Because you don't want Mr. T coming after you. You know that was a music video he did, right? Back in the 80s? <laughs> What's it? I gotta show you this shit. <laughs> I really have to show you this shit. Like everybody who's listening, go on YouTube and type in "Mr. T, treat your mother right." This video is probably back in like the early '80s. Nice. See, treat your mama right. So you only got one mama. Okay. Afro lost his and his dada. So think about how that felt. All in all, this is a trippy, trippy ass anime. And it'll just have you like saying, what the fuck did I just see, man? That was fucking awesome and crazy and strange all at the same time. And I'm not a fan of many dubs. This one I was because of the high caliber talent that we got with it. And it just fitted so well for the the element of the story, the character. It just blended very well. Everything, the art, even though shit was futuristic and futile at the same time. Everything just fit in and made sense, even though it was fucking crazy and strange and bizarre. And I think that's something that we needed at the time. And certainly we still need, we need to be just fucking shook and like, whoa, was I sleeping? This is some crazy shit. It's actually fucking opened my eyes and like, wow, this is the things that we could do with our fucking pencil, our pens, our fucking imagination in general. This is something that just screams out limitless potential and closing. I hope to see this 
resurface in the future, and they can even call it Afro Samurai resurface. Whatever, I don't care. Just bring it back. Everybody, thank you for being with us for this episode. Definitely enjoy talking about Afro, something that's not really talked about a whole lot anymore. And it was really cool reliving the anime and talking about it with Brave Dave. Yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about something different, something that we haven't really spoke about enough. That's going to be the Cowboy Bebop movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop, another classic, but not a samurai film. So, all our Cowboy Bebop fans, be prepared. Next week, we're coming for you. So, if you want to know what we talk about, better make sure to go hit that follow button on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube. And we thank you again for joining us this week. And, of course, for Brave Dave. Yo. I am Matt Swagger. And we will see you next week on the next episode of the Anime Aspect. Mother, there is no other-